I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. Is it possible to learn this power? Intoxicating. I shouldn't have done that. It's not the Jedi way. Don't ask me to do that. You underestimate my power. I want more. I've been arrogant, and I apologize. The Jedi turned against me. Don't you turn against me. It's not fair. It's unfair. Buzz droids. How can you do this? May the Force be with you. What have I done? fans and move milkers everywhere welcome to episode number 93 of blast points this is jason and this is gabe and yeah as you heard the beginning we're we're going into the strange strange friendship of star wars and mtv it's like peanut butter and chocolate so most of the time it tastes great but sometimes if you eat too much you get sick they had a lot going on there during the prequel era yeah the prequel era there was a strange friendship between uh mtv and uh and lucasfilm which i guess it makes sense right mtv was like the hot place to be and star wars was coming back and everyone was excited and it seems like mtv wanted a part of that and lucasfilm wanted everyday normal people to know everything (laughs) they could about the wacky star wars adventures to come so yeah yeah there were some some real gems that came out of that period of time, but uh, we'll be getting to that in a little bit. Last week we were just talking about Manjupa and <laughs> yeah. Kaibo Ren, and we didn't get to go over any news. So let's catch up on some of the news we missed out on. Let's let's, yeah. let's start with uh, with Last Jedi. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Last Jedi. So what Ryan Johnson said on social media that the movie's done. Yeah, it's been done for well by the time this comes out over a week probably, right? <laughs> it's been so. done. By the time this comes out it's been done for a month, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe it has been it's been done for a while. Yeah. Uh Ryan Johnson is taking a nap somewhere <laughs> probably in whatever the Finns uh Biohexacrypt suit or whatever. The Biohexacrypt tube on a boat, just sailing. Mm-hmm. Just drinking fluids, <laughs> getting his body, his strength back. Prank calling Colin Trevorrow. 
<laughs> just calling him and hanging up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy. Like, somebody could, if you wanted to, you could just sit down and watch The Last Jedi. All the effects, all the music, all the sound effects, everything. Bob Iger's probably got it, like, on loop, laying back in his office, drinking scotch, watching it on loop. <laughs> He's probably got it on his phone, just calling people up. He's like, I want to watch it tomorrow, and tomorrow I want to have chocolate chip ice cream while I eat it. I, that's what I would do. That's like that seems like reason enough to be like the head of Disney is just so you can watch new Star Wars movies before they come out on your phone. Just don't just don't even watch it. Just sit in the theater with your eyes closed. Yeah, Tomorrow, today, t- today I'm just gonna listen to it because <laughs> I can. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'm gonna plug my ears and just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit backwards and watch it in a mirror. <laughs> Thursday I'm gonna bring my pet monkey yeah. to see what uh see what bubbles thinks of it. Man, you know what's happening. You know he is. Yeah. I would do it. Oh, I would watch it every day. I'd be like, it doesn't come out for what, eighty or seventy something days at this point. I'm gonna watch it seventy times. So then I'm on the red carpet for The Last Jedi, and people are like, are you excited for The Last Jedi? I'd be like, I've already seen it 74 times. I'm just going to go home and watch the Han Solo movie. (laughs) I'm going to watch the Lord Miller cut, just because I have it. Yeah, the one cool thing I was thinking with episode 8 being 100% done, it's got to really help ILM, where now they can... Just do nothing but concentrate on Han. I mean, aside from all the other movies ILM's working on, but it probably just frees up the amount of work for a group of digital artists that can just be like, okay, let's, we got to get Han done in like three months. So, (laughs) yeah, since there's still filming, the movie that was supposedly almost done filming is still filming. (laughs) Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han. Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. But Amelia Clark tweeted that she's done, right? So yeah. people are starting to phase out of the filming. Well, let, let's talk about uh, like one picture in particular that uh, the King of the Internet, Ron Howard, posted with Han. When this episode comes out, it was like two weeks ago, where it was like a mine shaft cave, and he just wrote the caption "spicy." With a question mark? Yeah. So, hmm. 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 What could that be? Spicy minds? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hot a hot pepper factory. Because <laughs> everyone knows the Wookiees like hot peppers. Hot tamales candy. Spicy cinnamon candy. Yeah, that's that's what Wookiees eat. That Yeah, that's exciting that we're going to probably see that. It's one of those things where it's easy to complain, like, oh, they're just going to show us everything we've always wanted to see. (laughs) Which, you know, (laughs) so I can't really, you can't really complain about seeing what you always wanted to see. No, it's fine. Even though maybe it's the obvious choice, it's still, it's, I'm excited. You know, to to us and the people listening to this, you say Spice Mine's a Kessel. We know what you're talking about. But if you stopped somebody on the street and ran up to them, and said, can you believe it? The Spice Mines of Kessel are going to be in the Han Solo movie? You know, they'd probably slap you and spray mace in your face. And yeah. You're like, is that one of those bands with a banjo player? <laughs> like, no. All the members have mustaches. Don't give me any ideas. 
I can't do the podcast anymore. I'm going on the road with the Spice Mines and Kessel. <laughs> so what what else did uh, Ron Howard, what else has that maniac been sharing on his social media? Well, there was the other kind of like dust storm picture, right? Oh, yeah. What was up with that? I think Han was in it, maybe. I don't know. It was it was kind of hard to see. It was just silhouettes of people in a dust storm. And what did he, was the caption something about how it was dangerous? Crazy dangerous time in the galaxy or something. Yeah. Um, so there were those. Was there another picture? Well, there was the one picture he posted of like some carvings of like, oh. they looked like some letters or some symbols. And he was like, anybody want to translate this? And uh, resident Star Wars maniac Paul Bateman immediately translated to showed that it was uh from the some Macquarie art that I think was from the the Star Wars Illustrated Galaxy book for I think like carvings that were on a pillar in Yavin. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, just the fact that the people working on the designs are that wicked sick, going that deep. Probably won't even see that in the movie, but somebody somewhere took the time to make that I don't even know. What was the thing in the picture? Like, was it a sign or was it just like I don't think they in the said. Background? Yeah, I don't know. When I saw that and then when Paul Bateman translated it or, or pulled up where it was from, it reminded me of when we were at Celebration Anaheim and the Force Awakens First Order s- Snowtroopers. They had like those symbols on their helmets. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And then somebody figured out that those were the same symbols that Macquarie put on the early early art of his empire snowtroopers yeah hardcore is working on the movie trying to <laughs> find every little bit they can throw in there which is great so i still can't believe that they're still filming han even though like that uh, paul bentley ben bentley the vision he came and went yeah. amelia clark has done donald glover is done but they're still filming watch i say that and by the time this episode comes out they'll have wrapped but <laughs> but that's fine hopefully it will be yeah, they got they got to finish. ILM's got work to do. So yeah, you're right. So basically, Last Jedi is free, and John Knoll can sleep at night now for at least a weekend before they're neck deep in uh, Han Solo stuff. But it is weird to think with Last Jedi that we potentially have. Is this the first Star Wars movie that's like done early? Yeah, I think yeah, I think especially going back to like even the Lucas era. I mean, all the Lucas ones were right up to the last minute, if not changed after they were released <laughs> force awakens didn't get changed after release but that one i weren't they working on that right up to just a couple weeks before yeah i want to say they were it's a very different star wars movie potentially in a lot of different ways oh and it sounds like the runtime we might know right oh yeah what was the deal with that so cineworld in the uk listed the runtime is 150 minutes and then over Soon after that, a lot of the movie chains in the U.S. kind of changed that number. So people are pretty confident that's the runtime, that they wouldn't, theaters wouldn't randomly just change the movie time to match some random U.K. site. So um, now that the movie's done, yeah, there's a good chance that it's the longest Star Wars movie. Yes, please. <laughs> the longer, the better. <laughs> yeah, the more the more Luke we can and Ray we can fit in there. The more time I'm just sitting in a theater watching a Star Wars movie, the better. I think the only bad thing about the movie being longer is there's potentially less showings a day. <laughs> if the movie gets too long, they can't, they can't show it as many times, and then I don't know. Then you just have to go home. You cannot <laughs> drink a soda. But it's it's easy not to pee your pants when you can't stop sweating. Good you point. Know? 
Yeah, so you might be okay. But it is crazy to think that it's potentially the longest Star Wars movie with the least amount of wipes. But possibly the most amount of sweat wipes on your forehead. <laughs> Ryan Johnson didn't want to put wipes in the movie because he knew the audience would be doing their own wipes. <laughs> every time you wipe every time you wipe your face, it's like a it's like a wipe on screen. <laughs> yes. Wipe your armpits. Just constantly rubbing your face on stuff. Maybe uh to get everybody ready, we'll make some blast points uh sweat headbands. <laughs> <laughs> for, for you to wear during your last Jedi screening, so you could your eyes can still see the movie. A little sweat towel mm-hmm. to dab it up. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a good idea. I don't know. Keep your eye out. Maybe yeah. <laughs> blast point sweat towels. <laughs> I just keep thinking about Black Series, like, unleashed figure of Rey on crate with her lightsaber out, you know? Yeah. And I know that, like, they get crazy with some of those figures that may not be exactly what kind of happens in the movie. But then we did see in, like, the behind the scenes, the Sizzler, she was wearing that costume, like her Jedi training costume, on the set. In, in crate, but I just keep thinking, like, what if you got the ski speeders, and they're on like this old rebellion base? And didn't they say the ski speeders are like old rebellion era ships? Yeah, I want to say they're something like they're definitely older equipped, older machinery. And it doesn't even look like they have any weapons on those ships, and all they got are like little blades cutting into the ground to kick up some of the red dust. And, you know, it's it's so bad they got Finn flying one of those. And if this is, like, to the Resistance, like, their last stand, like, if they're, like, going to go down fighting against those ATM-6s, and then, like, man, what if, like, out comes Rey? She's deflecting blaster bolts from the walkers. And, like, the Resistance is, like, we've got Jedi. As cool as that would be, it would be just as cool for me, I think, to just even have Rey driving one of the speeders. Yeah, like she's a pretty good pilot, and we got a lot of Luke as pilot and Anakin as pilot in the other movies. Like it would be fun to get some more Ray flying something action um, in Last Jedi too. Like as cool as it is for her to be a Jedi, it's pretty cool for her to be a sweet pilot too. I was thinking too, what if they take a page from the Dark Empire comic and you see Luke taking down a Walker with his hand? That would be pretty good. Get gets his uh, Empire Strikes Back revenge. <laughs> <laughs> on anything with walkers get out the sweat towel i know well that's i mean they've done a good job right there's no hints of, of luke being on crate so man i keep thinking too for if this movie's really two and a half hours long are they really only going to like three planets or is there stuff we have no idea that's going to be in the movie Oh, I'm sure there's stuff that we have no idea about. We'll probably be finding out very soon, but I'm sure there's a lot that we do not know. Because what so far all we know is what a chew, canto bite, and crate. Bring on the trailer. Soon, soon. (laughs) 
So speaking of trailers, there was a new Forces of Destiny preview last week. Were you surprised? Like, I kind of feel like that came out of nowhere, right? Like, I was remember thinking, man, I wonder what's going on with Forces of Destiny. And then all of a sudden, I think someone leaked the trailer over the weekend, right? And then yeah. it, got pulled down, it got pulled down pretty quick. By the time this episode comes out, it will, the first batch of episodes will have aired already on the Disney Channel, which is kind of awesome that they're doing TV first. And then YouTube. Yeah, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised it was the same kind of rollout before where it's like, hey, by the way, here's a trailer for this new show and you're going to see it like the next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just like that it's airing like on the Disney Channel first at like eight o'clock p.m. like prime time. It's kind of getting more of a grand presentation than just kind of popping up on YouTube. Yeah, but it was kind of nice to... Every day have a new episode or two to watch. That's true. But it looks like some there's going to be some great stuff happening, at least in this first batch. Yeah, we got, what, Padme and Ahsoka and some sweet Naboo fighters. Mm. A lot of the Rebels crew. Chopper in 2D animation. Their bounty hunter friend, whose name I can't ever remember. Nope. Couldn't, can't remember either, but <laughs> she's great. Ahsoka lightsaber training with Yoda. Or beautiful Anakin. Or beautiful Anakin, sorry. Yeah. His, I'm mesmerized by his lips. Jin Erso, Sabine, teaming up, being buddies. Ewoks smacking stormtroopers in the head with spoons. <laughs> Young Han Solo and old Han Solo, which I really liked old Han Solo's voice. Great catch, kid. We make a good team. Yeah, I was. part of me was like, man, they should have just hired you. Listen, I don't know what is going on here. Yeah, I think they can save a little bit of money. What am I doing in this cartoon? Uh, that one, I'm really excited to see what little moment they were able to fit in something exciting to happen. I mean, I'm guessing it's right after they escape from Kanji Club and everybody before they get to Takodan Maz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's still exciting how they're you know trying to squeeze these little snippets in between the other scenes of the movies. There was um, some Hapabore action. A little, you get a little glimpse of uh, Maz Kanata. In there. Yeah. Making some root leaf. Mm hmm. But I don't know. My favorite part of the whole preview, though, there's a lot of Uncar plot. I hear you're paying 10 portions to anyone able to haul a scrap heap. It's no job for you, girl. And why not? You can't do it by yourself. I'll prove you wrong. Say, he's making a comeback because he was, uh, he's in the Star Wars Adventures comic and now he's in Forces of Destiny. So there's a lot of Uncar love to go around. Calling it 2018 is the year of the plot. Do, do these clothes come in plot sizes? <laughs> well, if we we can dream that they already have, uh, we know Luke is coming to the Forces of Destiny figure line. We know Chewie's coming, so maybe there's going to be like a really addressable Unkar Plut Forces of Destiny figure. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope he's smiling. And you can buy you have fat, like accessories, and you can. Change his clothes, yeah. Put different hats on him, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy Kennedy's. She's listening. She knows what the fans want. Yep. Maybe, Uncar Plutt hats, vehicles for Uncar Plutt, like a, like you know, like a little Ferrari for him driving around on Jakku. Could give him like a little bicycle, maybe, or a, like a like a razor scooter kind of thing. A Segway. He would be good with a Segway. He. Would. <laughs> it's exciting times to be alive.
this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Blast Points with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you always. All right, so that brings us to our main topic of this episode. Like we were saying, MTV and Star Wars. It's the ultimate in awkward relationships, <laughs> trying to get yeah. the cool kids of the late 90s and early 2000s stop watching Limp Biscuit videos and go see this Star Wars movie because you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Don't mind these weird, wacky movies. They're totally as cool as your top 10 favorite music videos. <laughs> But it is crazy, right? The Phantom Menace Duel of the Fates video was released on Total Request Live. And I want to say it was like, it was in the top 10 for, it stayed up there. Like it, <laughs> it was beating out the, uh, the Lip Biscuit videos. Yeah, the Christina Aguilera genie in a bottle. Up next, <laughs> we got this 70-year-old guy in a black turtleneck and some Yoda <laughs> puppet heads. Yeah, a lot of Yoda puppets <laughs> with Duel of the Fates. But that was a hot jam. I mean, summer of 99. Uh, watching it again, it was like if if Phantom Menace had never come out and they just released that music video right now, people would be freaking out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the song's hot. The video's hot. John Williams is hot. Yeah, so they were doing, they were doing like stuff in like the TR, TRL studio. Like, there, there's footage of them talking to people, like, out in the street in Times Square. We came all the way from Michigan to New York City with a group of college students. Uh-huh. And instead of going to the bar last night, we went to Toys R Us to get some Star Wars toys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got new lightsabers! <laughs> Stacy's working the crowd. Did you get, the, like, the, uh, the groovy double-edged? Double-edged sword. Those are badass. They're awesome. I'm going to have to stock up on those. So you're ready to check a third look at the uh, the Star Wars video. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah! Very well. Let's take another look. The London Symphony Orchestra conducted by John Williams. This is Duel of the Fates. The following is your first shocking glimpse into the latest top-secret project from one of the world's most notorious stars. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Phantom Menace fever was real, so people were going nuts. They had a whole Phantom Menace special, but there's not a whole lot of info on that out there, except for there is footage of they went to the very first Force Friday before it was called Force Friday somewhere in New York. Yeah, so that may, at least from what is available today to go back and watch, that's probably the earliest of the relationship, right? And the this toy sale also was was that the same day that the Duel of the Fates video was released? Yeah. So I think what if I remember right, basically that Monday, May third, believe that was a Monday, was basically the beginning of the madness. The the video was released on MTV. The toys, I don't remember if it was the Sunday night or the Monday night was the midnight sale. Bins six feet high full of toys and then that was only three weeks before the movie came out yeah and i want to say like that tuesday the fourth that's when like the like the books and stuff came out in the in the clip chris Connolly's talking to carson daly about if you want to go read the novelization it's out 
This is just going to be the biggest thing ever, right? Is that the yeah, deal? It just feels like all of Times Square will be jammed with people wanting to see this movie. As you know, the guys were already online, both here and in New York and in Los Angeles, waiting for all these days to try to get in to see this movie. They're selling the novel now, so if you don't want to know what goes on in the movie, you shouldn't read the novel yet, but it's out there if you want to buy it. And of course, last night at midnight was the night the toys went on sale for the oh, very the first toys. time. toys. And you know, there's nothing like merchandise when it comes to a movie like this. And so there's all kinds of action figures and stuff. We actually brought some cameras cool. to the open of the Toys R Us in Union Square. Let's take a look at what the scene was like, shall we? A little different than the way they do it now. It's finally here. It's 17 days away. Uh, The Star Wars hype is finally coming to, like, an actual point, like, with toys, the movies, the books, everything. And I can't believe in 17 days it's going to be a new Star Wars film. Uh, It's just so much more real all of a sudden with toys, you know, something physical I can actually touch, you know? So flash forward to episode two, And Carson Daly is invited out to Skywalker Ranch for a big premiere of Attack of the Clones. They invited all kinds of hot celebrities. Welcome to a very special Star Wars edition of TRL. We are here in beautiful Northern California at George Lucas' Skywalker Ranch. It's an exclusive TRL party of episode two, Attack the Clones, which opens this weekend nationwide. B2K is here. Ludacris, Iggy 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 is here, members of NSYNC, and my old buddy Jack Osborne, right. lots of other fans. It's, it's going to be awesome. And we have the cast members here too, by the way, Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, Sam Jackson. We'll be talking to them, George Lucas. We'll be showing you a bunch of sneak peeks of the film. I don't know if MTV decided to, to, to kick it up or if Lucasfilm wanted to... Get a little more exciting excitement. Some of the best stuff in the MTV coverage, though, is they do a Q&A on the streets of New York for the hot new young actors of Star yeah. Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, yeah. Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, with some really choice questions. Yeah, only the finest questions for the people on the street. <laughs> what, are, what are some of your favorites? I don't think I can pick a favorite one because I maybe Hayden Christensen talking about his pants getting ripped all the time. <laughs> it sounds like happened a lot. Hayden, I just wanted to know, what was your most embarrassing moment on the set? There was a bunch of different occasions where I'd have to jump up and do something physically active and my pants would split right up the back. I, I really like someone asking Nellie Portman if Hayden Christensen was a good kisser. Hey, Natalie, I heard that there was a bunch of times you got to kiss Hayden in this movie. What was it like? Was he a good kisser? I don't know if I should uh, reveal the secret or else he's going to start getting attacked by women everywhere. Uh, well, you know, that was the... Everyone was excited for the romance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was... The clip they showed on TRL was the full-on uh, one of the romance scenes, so... At least they're not holding back on what this movie's what's going on in Attack of the Clones. They were they were letting it all out. No, and that's I think that's the fun of going back and watching this stuff too. It's not like they're trying to sneak in the romance. Like the movie was supposed to be all about the romance. <laughs> they weren't holding back. Hayden, I have to know what's more important: the size of your lightsaber or how you use it. Definitely the way you move it. Natalie, who do you think is scarier, Darth Vader or Michael Jackson? Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> Definitely Darth Vader. Natalie, can you tell me what is the frame rate of the digital master for episode two? And is three to two pull down going to be a problem for fans without a progressive scan DVD player when the movie is eventually released in that format? Right. <laughs> then we flash forward to 
episode three, 2005, May 2005. Again, now this time there's an even bigger party at Skywalker Ranch. Just like the prequels, each one just got crazier and crazier. And so did TRL to keep up with it. about the most anticipated movie of the summer. We have brought a ton of good people with us, all fans of Star Wars. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith opens May 19th. All of you guys behind me are invited. All of our celebrities will see it here today at Skywalker Ranch in George Lucas' private screening room. Very few people get to do that. Yeah, it's a huge party. Just, I think they have a contest then, and this is like, because the first one was more or less all celebrities, yeah. it seemed like. Were there regular people at the first one? I, I don't think they let regular people in to see Attack of the Clones. It was too dangerous. Yeah, people couldn't handle it. Yeah, Sith, uh, they were like, well, we'll let some yahoos in because everybody's going to like this one. And if people explode and die, this is the last <laughs> Star Wars movie, so it's fine. So, yeah, there's just all these people won a contest. I don't know who any of the celebrities are. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. And, of course, a ton of celebrities are hanging out with us today, including Elijah Wood, Seth Green, the cast of that 70s show. And we'll get a great live performance right behind me from the boys of Good Charlotte on the stage. Even Darth Vader and Chewie have showed up to join the party. We hope you stick with us. Number 10, here's the countdown. Green Day and Holiday. It's very 2005 because there's, like, a guy from One Tree Hill. And there's the cast of that 70s show. Yeah, I recognize them. <laughs> I think it's just the the guy with the, the the kid with the big hair. I can't, I don't know who he is. He must have been a big star in 2005. Yeah, and, uh, and every time they ask him about seeing the archive, he's just like, oh, it'll be a great story to tell, tell people. <laughs> it's like, come on, you should be more excited than that. There's a whole little comedy bit they do of Hayden Christensen going around New York City wearing a Darth Vader mask. Hi, I'm Hayden Christensen. Some of you may know me from Star Wars, where I play Anakin Skywalker, the young Jedi who's destined to become Darth Vader. Now, on May 19th, you'll see Anakin's dramatic transformation on the big screen. When Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, hits the big screen. Now, being a, a method actor, I wanted to spend as much time as possible behind the mask. So, let's take a look. Wow, thank you very much. It's a week long. You have to return next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, that was that was pretty great. He's like ordering a hot dog, wearing the Vader mask. Yeah. And I like that. I think it's really Hayden in there. So, you know, mm-hmm. give, give him credit for, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. So they make a really big deal out of the band Good Charlotte playing in the front lawn of Skywalker Ranch. Where I Were you wondering any time, where's Lucas? Oh, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> But I was wondering if his kids are somewhere because I because it seems like he's a good dad and whenever they have bands and stuff like this it's usually bands that his do- his kids liked so I wouldn't be surprised if his daughter was like hey I want Good Charlotte to play and he's like okay I just so, I wanted to see Lucas like looking out the windows of Skywalker Ranch he probably was he was in his office with his headphones on listening to something else <laughs> listening to Rock Around the Clock. Oh, kids get off my yard. He's just got a timer set up for like, okay, they'll be out of here in two hours. <laughs> just got to wait two more hours. 
But man, when Good Charlotte plays, it's pretty pretty amazing. They're playing their like super serious song about someone. What's oh, what was the name of the song? Believe, believe, and it's like they're singing about <laughs> how someone's baby died or whatever. But then there's just like a giant cutout of General Grievous in the background, <laughs> and Darth Vader standing behind them. Yeah, Darth Vader's behind the drum set dancing, and Chewbacca's off to the side wiggling around. <laughs> uh, but they do say, "Do you believe in Star Wars?" And everyone cheers. We believe in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in Star Wars. It's pretty fantastic. So all these celebrities and yahoos that won a contest, they go into the big theater at Skywalker Ranch, right? And they're going to watch Revenge of the Sith. And who comes out before the movie starts? Tricky Rick. And we have a special guest here to introduce the movie for you. Please welcome the producer of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, Rick McCallum. You're going to see the film completely digitally sound and picture the way it was always meant to be seen the other thing is george has done the most awesome job ever this is the one you've all been waiting for have a great time and see you afterwards thank you very much and gives the best speech of his career (laughs) he seemed really tired or something it's it's gonna be so awesome yeah it's like you did a good job george he did the most awesome job. It's all digital, everything you see. <laughs> None of it's real. I'm not even real. Well, you know, the other part I thought was great is before they, sh- they, I think it's before that part when, you know, the people at home, it's like everybody there gets to see the movie, but the people at home, we get to see an, an exclusive clip from the movie. And the clip they pick is is perfect. It's the Kashyyyk invasion, which with ends with the Wookiees doing the Tarzan yell. <laughs> So they weren't they weren't trying to fool anybody what what you were in for. The Seth Green and One Tree Hill guy are going through the Lucasfilm archives with George Lucas. That whole time I was thinking and I don't understand why they don't have this. Why isn't there like a 6-hour Blu-ray of just Lucas wandering around the archives just rambling on about stuff well there there was on the laser disc box set uh model maker don b's going through the archives it was by no means complete yeah but that's not lucas no it's not like i I just want lucas his stories are better he kind of doesn't really care about any of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) i like when he when he's going through the archives with uh one tree hill guy this is the model of the original blockade runner the actual one this is the actual one now the one that's in this film is digital, but this is the actual model that was built for the first film. This is a blockade runner. It's real, but we did it digital. I don't even know what this is. They tell me it was in the movie, but <laughs> I don't believe it. I never watched it. So I do like that they, they make a point to show uh, Anakin's pod racing helmet. So I was happy about that. Yeah, I like that uh, Seth Green and One Tree Hill guy are really impressed by that. And. I couldn't help thinking when I was watching it, I would be really impressed by that, too. I know. <laughs> this is uh, Anakin's racing helmet. From episode one. That's yeah, episode so episode rocking. This flips down like that. I would 
you would have tried to put it on your head and it would have cracked in half. <laughs> it would never come. I'd get it on my head and it would never be able to come off. It would be totally worth it, though. Yeah. You'd have to get like a toupee like to wear over the Anakin helmet. So maybe people wouldn't notice. It'd be just forever. You know, I'd be like, yeah. you know, I'll just have to get used to sleeping in it. But that's OK. But you'd never need sunglasses. That's they'd true. be attached to your head. It's true. It's true. I just get, I just get my uh, prescription lenses in the Anakin goggles. So the whole thing ends though with uh, Chewbacca in an epic drum solo. Yeah, it's it's totally watching worth watching the whole thing just to get to the end and see Chewie rocking out on the drums. I don't know too. I really enjoyed the the celebrity reviews of the movie because as they they started with uh, Peter Gallagher, heck was he in then the the OC the OC yeah he he gives like your normal kind of Hollywood very vague review, not really saying anything other than it's amazing. But then they go to Seth Green, who you can tell actually really did like the movie. <laughs> The movie's great. It's phenomenal. I, I don't say that as like a fan. It's, I yeah. mean, it's just a really well-made movie. I yeah. don't think anybody's going to be disappointed by it. Enough action for you? The action's amazing. Yeah. It, it honestly is like one great, huge, epic action scene after another with a little bit of talking and story in between. Right, it's, and that's it's it. It's really good. I mean, that's, that's the last Star Wars movie, uh, and I know you're a, a big fan. Are you sad? Are you happy? How are you feeling? Well, I thought he did a really good job and tied everything together in a way that didn't feel too forced. And right. This is a good movie, man. I really liked it. Yeah. But then they get, like, what, superstar fan... JC, who basically just says the movie was perfect. <laughs> uh, it was the most amazing day of my life. The movie was perfect. And, perfect. and you told me that after you hugged him, you cried a little. Is that intense? I for cried you? a little. I had a little. Uh, I had to compose myself. I, I'm just getting over it now. All right. Well, you got a big job ahead of you. You got to introduce the number one video on today's countdown. All right. The number one video on today's countdown. Jesse McCartney with She's No You. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the real treats that came out of this bizarre marriage of MTV and Star Wars, though, are the Master P Star Wars interviews. Yeah, these are like serious secret nuggets. I don't know. We didn't know about this till recently and almost punched each other in the face <laughs> that neither of us knew about this. i got to give a shout-out again to our guy Matt Simpson out in Portland, Oregon, who changed our lives by letting us know about the Master P interviews. Yeah. With a simple question, hey, you guys going to talk about the Master P interviews? <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, what? What are you talking about? So they took place in 2002. And During Attack of the Clones fever. They were part of an MTV show called, I think it was MTV Movie House, which was a very short-lived MTV show that just every week or every couple weeks just profiled different movies that were coming out and they would a lot of times have rapper and no limit records founder master p go around and do interviews as you'll hear coming up master p is the greatest interviewer i've ever heard in my entire life maybe of all time and he may have never seen star wars either it's hard to tell but yeah he asks the questions you want to hear the answers to and I don't think either of these interviews were ever aired. I don't know, because in the, in the YouTube video on the comments, there's people who claim to have seen it on TV at least once. Hmm. So it may have been one of the, it may, in, in true 
Star Wars gem fashion, like the holiday special, may have aired once and then someone realized it wasn't a good idea <laughs> and never allowed it to be aired again. So let's let's talk about first the Hayden Christensen interview. Kind of felt bad for Hayden, too, because this is like his first big blockbuster movie press tour kind of thing. But maybe he was, you know, happy to get these hard hitting questions <laughs> from Master P. It, it, it starts out and Master P is kind of giving Hayden Christensen a hard time because he, he says he had to wait three hours to talk to him. I know you're a big star right now, and we've been, I've been waiting on you for three hours. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I mean, three hours, though, you know, and I... Yeah, and I can't tell if, if he's joking or he's really mad. <laughs> That's, you know, why not? <laughs> so, so the interview begins... And something really interesting behind Hayden Christensen starts to happen, right? Master P interviewing Hayden Christensen is not outrageous enough. A lizard shows up <laughs> and starts crawling around on by Aiden Christensen's shoulder. What is lizard, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm made off my shoulder. Yeah, you carry lizards he, with you, huh? He's been hanging out with me. I, I found him. So you're a lizard, man? Someone keep me company. You know? uh-huh. Where did this lizard come from? Well, they're in California, right? Aren't there just lizards there? I, I think so. You know, like if you go in wherever it's warm, there's little geckos and lizards and things. So, you know, it just happens. <laughs> it's amazing. I wonder if that was the inspiration for the boga. Oh. Lu- Lucas was watching this interview and he's like, man, someone needs to ride a giant lizard. There it is. <laughs> so Master P begins to talk to Hayden Christensen about... Working with Natalie Portman. And they, well, it starts out innocent enough with, you know, are you up for kiss of the year? MTV, we always have the kiss of the year. You think you'll be up for... Oh, that's right. You guys have, have oh, those, yeah. those awards. Man. Yeah. I forgot about that. You think, you think you're going to be up for kiss of the year? It was an all right kiss. It yeah. was an all right kiss? Yeah, yeah. she's, she's a, a pretty girl. It wasn't, wasn't that hard to do. Because that was the big thing with MTV Music Awards, or Movie Awards, and Attack of the Clones is all about kissing. And he takes it a little bit. A little bit extreme. <laughs> what about old girl? She ever kept you coming? You know, this MTV, man, we keep it controversial. We need to find out. Is there any love interest? Uh, nah. Do she call you? We we, uh, we still keep in touch, yeah. You hear? What? <laughs> <laughs> can't say that I did. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I did. You know, it's MTV, man. We got to know. No, no, no. It was nice meeting you, man. All right, man. Because MTV fans want to know. Yeah. Well, then after that, after he drops that, there's nowhere else you can go. Pretty much Hayden, Hayden shakes his hand and has to get out of there. Him and his lizard. He rides off on his lizard. I almost wondered if people from Lucasfilm stopped the interview at, at, at the, after that point. It very well could be the case. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as fantastic as that is, though, it doesn't even compare to the Master P George Lucas interview. If just Hayden Christensen would have been enough and kind of makes sense. But yeah, they got Lucas to do it. You got to love Lucas. He's up for anything, anything for Star Wars. And you, Lucas looks like really healthy. Like, yeah. I think Attack of the, maybe it was Revenge of the Sith that just did him in. <laughs> he looks really good shape for just finishing Attack of the Clones. Master P gets things started right away. Oh, no, he, even before Master P encounters good-looking Lucas. Yeah, he shows up at Skywalker Ranch, heads out to the porch or something, and is talking about how excited he is 
to get down and find out about the dark side of Mr. John Lucas. This <laughs> Master P, and I'm about to go find out the dark side to Mr. John Lucas. <laughs> but, you know, I've been thinking about it. If I was at Skywalker Ranch, I don't know what would be coming out of my mouth. <laughs> You know, it's It's so nice to meet you, Gookus. I love your films, Gookus. Luke Luke Gorgeous. Yeah, just pass out on top of him and knock him over. Yeah, Yeah, he could have vomited all over his pants, (laughs) sneezed on him, but he, you know. So he's talking about how he's got ideas for five more Star Wars movies or something and was George Lucas like oh, I'm only going to do one more after this one so how do you come up with all these different Star Wars is it just in your head that you just constantly keep yeah. creating these characters and create I mean it's the same. Some, somebody told me you already have five episodes already done already well I've got one more to write and all of these were written 30 years ago so I had the stories and everything all laid out 30 years ago so you're a genius. That's what you tell no, me. No, no. So no, what no, I got to do to get you to fit me in those 30 years some kind of way? Well. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep calling. Okay. Look, look at my sword. Yeah, well, it's going to happen. Go to sword school. Oh. Jedi school. I'm from the hood, George. <laughs> at this point, if you watch George Lucas, this is ultimate Lucas at this point. Because he's, like, we were talking about at, on stage at Celebration, how he was, like, twiddling his feet around and like playing with his fingers up on stage. Yeah. He looks so awkward while Master P is spinning around showing him his sword moves. Yeah, he's just waiting for the day to end. So then they're driving in a car. I don't know where, where they were going. So it's George Lucas and Master P in the backseat of a car. And George Lucas is kind of talking serious about, it sounds like he's talking about uh, Skywalker sound. Yeah, and Master P has some Yoda questions for him. <laughs> But we have a really nice recording studio that uh, everybody under the sun has used at one point or another. So maybe you'll have me come in here sure. with no limit and do some yeah. some music for the next Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Have <laughs> have Yoda dancing on there, getting down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Another thing I wanted to find out, you know, with Yoda, was he was he get high or something? On this one? Yeah. No. Because no. he talked slow. You know, and well, he talks slow in all the movies. It's just you know people don't realize how. But you know, how people from MTV, all the viewers out there, was like, man, you know, what kind of herb was Yoda smoking? I'm like, <laughs> I don't think George did nothing like no, that to him. But no. he, he just that's the yeah, way he talks. Yeah, if you hear him, if you hear him in Empire Strikes Back, and you know, he, he talks. You know, he's old. Yeah. He's, he's Who played that role? He's 800 years old. Frank Oz. Is he that small? Which maybe he's joking and maybe he's not. But either way, it's a it's a wonderful question. <laughs> And just we'll post the 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 video on our Facebook page, and just watch Lucas's face. He's just thinking about his gumballs. If only I had the gumballs. He's going back in time to when when I oh, I remember when I had that big chair and my my rocket ship full of gumballs. Yeah, like oh. life life was simple then. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny when you watch the whole thing that they they didn't drive anywhere. I don't think they just drove around. Because don't they end where they started? Yeah, they do. They just drove around. You know, that's the thing, too. You've got to think there's probably so much footage where it was all solid gold. 
and they we're only seeing a tiny, tiny bit of the the time spent between Master P and George Lucas. Yeah, this this is to like okay for television stuff. <laughs> For yeah, for both of them, and did he owner only interview those two? Did he interview Natalie? Oh, did he interview? I guess Ian McGregor's probably in the UK, so yeah, he wanted nothing to do uh, with any of it. But you know, Natalie Portman, maybe I don't know. MTV missed out um, on giving Master P more interview assignments because it's it's good stuff. Well, if you're listening, MTV, we're just like seventy days away from the Last Jedi, and Master P is out there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson is out there. <laughs> Daisy Ridley, Mark Hamill. I mean, it's got to happen. Yo, George, I got one more thing to say. I got one more thing to say, George. What could that be? May the force be with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This holiday, Buddha Man, Yoda Man. When you can bring home the ultimate Jedi Master in the biggest lightsaber-wielding adventure ever. Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Plus, this DVD is jammed with over six hours of even more fun and excitement you can watch again and again. Star Wars Episode 2. Yoda Demand, available on DVD and VHS. Rated PG. Hey, what's up, Jason and Gabe? It's uh, Taylor Gray, uh, excuse me, Ezra Bridger here, Spectre 6, uh, reporting into Blast Points Podcast. Just wanted to say what's up, and uh, may the force be with you. See you guys. So we have got some new iTunes reviews to get through, some we've been sitting on for a little bit, and uh, let's read through some of them. All right, we got the first one here from Chris Bothan, um, and he says, The Sizzler of all Star Wars podcasts. Ooh. One of my favorite Star Wars podcasts. Been listening for the last few months and always smart and funny. Renewed my love of The Sizzler. Keep it up. Can't go wrong with chicken and shrimp. No, you sure cannot. And a little stick goes a long way. <laughs> chicken and shrimp, this is Sizzler. <laughs> so thank you for that, Chris Bothan. Next one is from Praha83. And Praha83 writes, love this podcast. My favorite Star Wars podcast. I love the different topics that keep things fresh, lighthearted, positive, and funny. Awesome. That pretty much sums it up. Thank you, Praha83. Thank you. And we have another one here from uh, Calvin Bouchard. It says, bringing balance to the force. I stumbled across this hilarious podcast while looking for old QVC Star Wars collectibles shows. I was intrigued that these guys had devoted an entire episode to what I assumed to be my own solitary obsession. Their gleeful deconstruction of a two-hour QVC broadcast, including a celebration of the weird and wonderful world of host Steve Bryant, totally sold me. I'm now a listener for life. Their enthusiasm is infectious. Most notably, they achieve something rare in fan circles these days. They don't feel the need to qualify their love of something by trashing something else in the process. 
the show is never tainted by the sort of hipster cynicism. I could listen all day to their impressions, especially the dead-on Lucas and George Harrison-esque Alec Guinness. I could listen to that all day, too. <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> bonus points for their helpful tips on how to lure George Lucas out of your shed. Don't ever <laughs> stop, guys. Well, yeah. Thank you, Kevin Bouchard, for the little love of uh, the QVC episode. And uh, nice shout out to Lou Gossett Jr.'s character in the fantastic Jaws 3 there with your name. Yeah, uh, we're glad that other, there's at least one other person that enjoys QVC as much as us. So <laughs> brings warm, warm feelings to our heart. We're, so. we're, we're glad you found us. Yeah, and if you find any more QVC videos, send them our way. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7. Thank you. If you're listening on iTunes when you're done listening to this, uh, write a review on iTunes. It's it's either it's even easier now with the new update to iTunes to leave a review on your phone oh, it especially. Is? It's so easy. So oh, that's great. write a review on iTunes for Blast Points and we'll just like all those great reviews, we'll read it on an upcoming episode. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. And don't forget, we have BlastPointsPodcast.com, where you can check out episodes, comics recipes send us an email buy a t-shirt listen to the theme music um it's all there for you to enjoy you can send us a message uh, show ideas or feedback or even a if you want to record like a voice message on your phone and send it to us you can send it to us at contact at blastpointspodcast.com yep and we're on facebook instagram twitter um and keep downloading the podcast and we'll keep making them and we'll be back next week for episode 94 fingers crossed maybe it'll be special let's hope so let's hope yeah go watch uh go watch the master p interviews until then every day if you're having a good day watch master p if you're having a bad day watch master p (laughs) can't go wrong mr john lucas will thank you so thank you folks for listening to number 93 here. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
Oh, yeah. <laughs>